With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, all brought to you by Hunt Services. It's our quarterback, Hugh Millen. Hello, Hugh. Good morning, guys. How are you? Oh, you know what? We're doing good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Okay. Everything's Listen every- to you jokers. What do you mean, <laughs> jokers? <laughs> so you're trying to get the Husky punter? Say go Cougs. <laughs> well, if you go to, have you gone to your website and go Huskies, right? Yeah. I can click on there and I can go to the NIL marketplace, right? Uh-huh. And then on there, it, have you looked at this? It's like a dating app. And if I hit on this marketplace, it tells me every player what they're worth. And then I can click on the player and go, all right, uh, like Devon Banks. You know who Devon Banks is? I don't know. He's a cornerback. He's worth 13 bucks. So I can spend thirteen dollars and get a shout out from Devon Books. An autograph is twenty three bucks. It's great. I'm what in. is Penix worth? Oh, oh, uh, oh! Yeah, I'll get to that. Uh, what did I say yesterday? Five something. He, if you want him to come and hang out with you, it's five hundred five hundred and fifty one dollars. No, now it's God. It's gone up. I think since we talked about it, <laughs> it's six hundred thirty five dollars for him to. You're comparing. Hanging out with Penix versus a shout out from yeah from from Devin Brown. Well, I know. I'll give you. Oh, okay, okay. I'll give you a shout out. out Two hundred and sixteen dollars. It starts for a shout out. For a shout out. All right. Yeah. How about that? And you're and you're and you're thinking Go Cougs falls under the category of a shout out. Well, what else would it fall under? <laughs> I, that's the thing. You as as if a Husky Trying player to lead a young man astray. As if oh, a Husky stop. player is going to say Go Cougs. A, spe- a Husky player that he called a Tubbo on the air. Well, I'm a fellow Tubbo. <laughs> Come Can't on. you call somebody a Tubbo if you're a Tubbo? Well, you can, but he's a kid. Listen, the, hey, Hugh, this McAllister guy needs the money. He went to King's private school. He clearly yeah. is hurting for it. So we want to give him some money. All right? I don't know why everyone's so up in arms about this. Uh, let's talk. Out. Yeah, let's talk Seahawks. Uh, I want to start with this. Uh, not, not that he should have. Jim differs. Jim thinks he should have come in the third quarter. So you can answer that. <laughs> But why in the world, when you're down 30 points in the fourth quarter, do you not let your backup quarterback see the field? Well, I think that they're just trying to, for those who keep the quarterback in, I think it's trying to get a rhythm, get something positive, moving towards the next game. So, you know, maybe get a touchdown, get a drive so you can feel a little bit better. Um, and there's also the piece that, that the quarterback wants to compete. Uh, you know, if any of the other guys are out there, you can't take all the starters out. I mean, you can take most of them, but but you know, it's kind of go you know go down with the ship type of mentality cap for the captain, right? And so so those are generally the uh, the mindsets that drive that. But uh, yeah, I think had had they gone with Drew Locke, just just to answer, look, the the matter was solved, right? It, I mean, Baltimore run won the game, uh, and and. Look, just get Drew Locke's little bit of experience and take the injury out of out of play for uh, for Gino. 
Yeah, I, I guess what I don't understand, Hugh, is, I mean, everybody's like, oh, no, Drew Locke, he's not better than Geno Smith. Okay, fine. But especially in that situation or even down the road, let's say Geno has a bad game against Commanders. At what point do you finally say, well, why don't we give Drew Locke a shot? And my feeling is is that you know what Geno's ceiling is and you don't know what Drew Locke's is. Drew Locke's might be you know, through the roof. Who knows? Or he might be worse than Geno, but I, I just would like to find out. Well, I think as long as I, I, it was probably too soon on Sunday, you know, you're a first place team going in. And, uh, I, you know, I there's a lot of examples. For some reason, in 94, you, maybe you guys can look this up. Uh, the, the 49ers got beat at home by the Eagles by by some order of magnitude that was just uh, just out, out of sight. Right. And, and the 49ers were thought to be a really good team. And I think it was a late September game, and Steve Young got pulled out by George Seifert. And Steve Young, mild-mannered Steve Young, uh, who had never been a problem anywhere, he is just going off on Seifert. He's MFing him, and he was so furious that he had got taken out that he, you know, he, as I said, wanted to be the captain going down with the ship. And it created a lot of strife. And and then, fast forward a few months later, the 49ers destroy the Chargers in the Super Bowl. And and yet on that day you would have thought, "Oh my god, are the 49ers even a, a playoff team?" So so I think that one just stinker of a loss doesn't make you know make you do rash things. I mean, you can imagine if you had been Steve Young, right? And and I'm I'm not saying that Gino has the resume that Steve Young had at the time. That'd be a, that'd be ludicrous. I'm just saying that those type of games like Sunday happen and I don't think that the Ravens are that much better than the Seahawks. And so I don't I think it's a little premature to be talking about uh Bench and Geno because when you start doing that, then what if Locke plays well? I mean, you're talking about a pre- pretty tectonic shift in the makeup of your football team if you're saying, "Okay, take everything Geno did, making a pro bowl now. His season, his pro bowl season was front loaded. That was a front half of the season, so he, Geno hasn't been that level of a guy for a long time." And well, so I get it at some point, but I think it's going to be the point where you start to feel like, hey, the playoffs are falling out of grass, the division's out of, out of grass. I, I, I think we're probably a few weeks off on that. What would you like to see Shane Waldron do to help him out? Well, I think it was hard to be the quarterback for the Seahawks on Sunday. I think there's a, a really, really dirty, muddy pocket, and, and, and it was hard to get the ball out. There's a lot, a lot of chatter in your face and what have you, and, and, and some what we call N-slash-Cs, just no chance. Um, but I, I think he he didn't he didn't predict uh, the coverage as well. A lot of times you say, okay, is it he dials up a man beater? Well, is it cover one man? No, um, you know, cover two beaters. It's not cover two. Cover four beaters. Not cover four. So I think that he just was off his game. I think that he would he should have given how much pressure that Gino was under. I think he should have done more in the quick game. I think he should have done more in the naked bootleg, get him out of the pocket. And and uh, I'm not saying that it, much was going to work. I think looking at that that play sheet is is like looking at a, you know, a, 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 I don't know, a menu from, you know, Pakistan or something. I don't know if the, the food looks appetizing now. 
not to pick on Pakistani and food, but I'm just trying what to think of a place I would. Pakistani food, well, man. Just, how'd you I pull that one out? I bet it's wonderful. Everybody's got a country they don't want to eat in that country. I mean, I'm not picking on Pakistan, but I'm just saying what? the menu. Sounds like menu, you are, though. The menu doesn't look appetizing, and for a, a, a play caller, you look down and you go, "That doesn't look good." That doesn't look good. No, no. I'm looking up right that? now. Yeah. Best Pakistanian food in <laughs> This is the problem when you try and make up similes and analogies you might on the make fly and you don't think it through. Hey, you might make <laughs> awful announcing with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I don't want the Pakistanian. Look, apologies to the Pakistanians. Like, it's not, it's just. Well, we're a big. I guarantee a- you the Pakistanians could come up with a menu Stanians. of 195 sovereign countries in the world. I can promise yeah. you the Pakistanians can find a menu they Canadians. don't want either. Yeah. Cafe Zoom Zoom, uh, Hugh, next, uh, next time you're wanting to go out, is located on 4th Avenue. Okay. Oh, they actually have that? Yeah, it's got it's got four and a half stars. How can Tup Tim Ty be out of business and they're in business? Well, it's got four and a half stars, you. A, a quor- a, a, <laughs> this yeah, place from looks four and good. A half people. This looks really good. Oh, mercy. I'm picturing the guy from Awful Announcing trans- transcribing all of this. <laughs> got a guy on there trashing Pakistan. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything, Jim? <laughs> no, I thought it always goes I'm off sorry. the rails with you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, uh, DK Metcalf, how would you characterize his season James. halfway through? His season? Um, undernourished? Like Pakistan. Underfed? <laughs> He's going to too many Pakistani restaurants. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like the man. He's, uh, yeah, he just, it's just Lord. like this dude, need, you know, if you have a thorough, uh, thoroughbred, Keep his bucket full of oats for crying out loud, and and he just had an empty bucket too much. That, you know, it's it's one of the real shames. I promise you, I'll be talking about it in twenty years. Um, it, the fact this guy ha- has this kind of talent, this raw talent, um, and you know he's he he led the NFL in PFFs contested catches, number one in the NFL, no ties. He had a higher and has a and this year and last year has a higher route ra- uh, rating from PFF than Tyler Lockett. Like the guy can run a tree, he can get open, he can make the contested catch. And and why they're not throwing the ball to him? Look, I I could I could rant and rail every single week, every segment. Um, I guess it gets tiring, but I I'll just yeah undernourished by a by a long shot. Um. Have they gone away from the, those like heavy tight end sets in use? Have you seen them differ from that or or, or alter their game plan? Because yeah, they, they seem were, like they have great success with that, and they don't seem well, to do it much anymore. Yeah, they. I mean, they were working the three tight end set, and there's been health issues. But um, I, I think that they just felt like with Jackson Smith and Jigba that you know using the eleven personnel, that's yeah. just with the one tight end and, and the running back that 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 makes them more explosive. And, uh, you know, for what it's worth, Seattle was, I believe, 27th in the league in use of, of three tight ends or more, or excuse me, three, uh, receivers or more. Uh, uh, and number one in the league was the, uh, the Rams at 91%. Seattle's about 53%. The league average is 65%. So, so they just felt like they had to get it up. And with Waldron being a Ram, you know, a Sean McVay disciple would make more sense that with the acquisition of, Jackson Smith and Jigba that that they would go that route. Uh, you know, you, at some point, th- there is a factor that the league 
wasn't prepared early in the uh, in, in the first half of last year, the three tight ends were working a lot better than they were in the second half. And you know they because you, obviously you have to have your you're worried about your gap control on three tight ends. There's all these you know a, the a gap is between the guard and the center, b gap to well hell they're creating like g gaps because they had so many damn tight ends. It's hard for the defense to sort that out, but give them a little time and they're going to do it. And then that allowed them to do some some things with max protection to take some shots down the field. But but I think teams have gone to work and scout team on that stuff. Hey, uh, what about Will Disley? What's going on with him anyway? Is he having a, a, a subpar year? He signed that big contract last year, three years, $24 million. Uh, his average salary, uh, his salary this year is 5.6, I yeah. guess. But I don't know. He seems, uh, I, I, apparently, is he blocking well? Is he doing anything well? What's he doing? Well, I still think he's a good blocker. I mean, he's a top-level blocker, and that's one of the reasons they like it. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, the bread-and-butter play and the running play is what's the, called the mid-zone to the left. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, going uh, at Charles Cross, and that sets up that that bit wider than the inside zone, so you get some more linebacker flow. That sets up the naked with Geno out out the uh, the right side as a right handed quarterback. Um, but uh, you can still get, <clears throat> unlike a stretch play where you're going really wide, you can still get cutback lanes. So they've frequently gone to the weak side, uh, and then Disley is the guy that's creating these cutback lanes on the backside, and and probably more of their plays. In fact, I'm certain of it. More of their plays have uh, big plays have been on the cutback. So Disley's been an important part of what they do, and he, you know, he's part of their their uh, pass blocking schemes when they want to get double teams on the inside with the defensive tackles and really keep the inside of that pocket pocket clean. You know, they they feel comfortable with Disley. You know, oftentimes with a little help, but even it, without help, they feel like he can handle uh, an end if you have enough. Uh, play action movement to kind of influence that defensive end. So he's still part of what they do, but, but, you know, he's a guy that ran a four nine at the combine. He's not a, a guy that can win in, in one-on-one situations in man to man. He's more of a get open in zone type of guy, you know, or, you know, first and second down. He's not a third down and, and six win on an option route guy. He's more of a first and 10 play action find a, a a spot in the zone type of guy. And so, um, yeah, he's he's down, uh, and, and you can probably start with Jackson Smith and Jigba as the reason why. Hey, Hugh uh, and uh, Hugh Mellon, uh, his weekly appearance brought to you by Hunt Services. We, we started this uh, uh, conversation off talking about college football NIL. I'm curious from yeah. a guy that had or has uh, two kids in college football, right? Uh, yeah. One at UConn, one at Colorado State. Your thoughts on what Jake Dickert had to say this week about the NIL? Well, well I, I, first of all, I want to preface this – I really liked Jake Dickert. Ran into him at a restaurant um, in Pullman, and and man, you talk about a guy who's over chicked um, and out kicked his coverage. Holy wow! Wow. So, um, Mrs. Dickert, same go for, on. Same for good you. on you, Jake. But um, so there's a lot to like about him. He's he's, he's a uh, honest. Kid. Is, is that an okay little you know little <laughs> distraction? Sure. You know um, what? You know what? Her favorite food is Pakistani food. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no. Off the, <laughs> during breaks, we talk about Mrs. Dicker quite a bit. But go ahead, oh, Hugh. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. well, for, for good reason. We're big fans. Yeah. So, um, so uh, look in in these type of situations, I always go to, hey, there's two issues here. Number one is the truth or veracity of 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 the proposition or whatever the subject is, and number two, should it be stated? And and so what Dickert said, uh, yeah, there's there's truth to all of that. Uh, but when Dickert in the beginning of the season, when he had that rail, on, uh, remember the the rail that he had in September about college football and the money that's coming in from the networks, and he was basically talking about the dissolution of the pack. Well, that was a message that was consistent with what he ought to be saying to his team. So I thought that was a very candid, and you know, I I, I supported that. Um, but this, what he said was true. You know, if if it's true, is it really true that Oregon State is ten timesing the Cougars and that Arizona Wildcat football is ten, is twenty timesing the Cougars? I, I'm, let's just accept that as fact. Uh, do you say that now? I mean, you got three games left. I, I, I mean, I'm I think that's on it on the level, not as bad, but it's in the level of the fifty four percent comments. I mean, when you consider just PR and advising a guy what you should say to the media. Yeah, but he was asked a question about it. He was well, asked. Who cares? I mean, you, you know the direct. Well, what who was cares? He, well, what he, was he supposed? No, 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 no. no. What was he you supposed to say? You and I are going to come to blows on he this. Was, point. He was asked. First of all, he. You don't. Do you know the context of the question? Yes. What was yeah, it? He, yeah, he was. He was asked. He, You've got the portal coming up in a few weeks. NIL is going to play a big part now. Your thoughts on it? Now we discussed this yesterday. I don't think he should have answered it. I think he should have said, I'm not focused in on that right now, but he answered it. So, I mean, he's a first-year head coach. He's a young guy, and he and he answered it. But there's nothing that he said there that was factually untrue. He's, okay. his, message, his message was to the alums, if we don't pony up money in the next three weeks, we're going to get our entire roster gutted because people are calling our team right now. Our number one defensive player, Jaden Hicks, has already stated publicly his parents are getting calls every night from other schools trying to get him to go to their school. He cre- he created a a situation. Those players on that team, that sounds like a guy who's making excuses. No, it doesn't. And Hugh, yes, Hugh, it no, absolutely it doesn't. Hugh, he asked, about? He it. got asked a question. I, I read it. Hugh, I'm a fan. I'm an alum. I watched the video 19 times. He got asked a specific question about that. But when he sits there and he says that that we are at a massive competitive disadvantage and he starts ta- uh, telling every other, uh, citing these other schools, you don't think that sounds like an excuse? No, I that, think it's, I, mean, I think it sounds look, like he's, by he's the way, I think it by sounds the way, they like. They always tell us in media training, they always tell us when we were players, we would have media training every year. You control what happens on on the interview just because you're asked a question you can either talk about that or you can veer it in the direction you want you're never shoehorned into what you're yeah, asked i agree He's with you we said for what comes out of his mouth i know we said i said yesterday under the a pucket crisis for him i would have answered it differently then we don't have but, a dispute that, but but no we do have a dispute because i don't think he's using it as an excuse for the losses this is where this narrative has got started by people who didn't actually read the story and watch the and watch the video because okay. the reporter that posted the video never added any context to it so it appears that he's making an excuse for the losses he was asked directly in a few weeks you've got to have a situation with this portal opening up and he's got a point we have we we have two issues on our on the Cougars team 
One's offensive line, one's at linebacker. Those are the two biggest issues. Jarrett Kingston got paid at USC as the starting right guard and right tackle. Okay? Our two inside linebackers, one starts at ASU and Trey Brown. He got paid by the Sun Devils. We could use him. The other one is a star in Francisco Malgoa, who got paid by Miami because his younger brother is a five-star recruit. That kid is third on the team at tackles. He has 11 tackles for loss and three and a half sacks. Those three guys, if we had them back, that's his point. If we don't, we find these guys who are three-star kids. We develop them, and we make them into good players. But if we can't pay them, see, to me, his message was to the fan base. If we can't pay them, then we're not going to be able to sustain any success. That's what I took away. Okay, so you're, you're talking about the state of mind of Jake Dickert. And and you say, okay, he wasn't using that as an excuse. Uh, let, let me just, for the sake of the discussion, stipulate that you're right on that. What I said is how it comes across to the players. And when the head coach is, you got three games left to go, and, and the head coach is saying the facts are Washington State is way behind, not even competitive in some aspects of NIL. What I'm saying is the players are going to perceive that as an excuse. Like, we lose five straight, and now he's railing, oh, poor me. We, can, you know, we're one tenth of Oregon State. We're one twentieth of Arizona. He's basically the, the players are interpreting that like we're just the pissants of the conference that can't even compete. He let, he said those words. We're not even competitive. And you got three games left to go. That we might have a little bit more of a, a dispute if we said this is him talking at, after the Apple Cup. After the season, yeah, but he's, but he's still talking about. That. But he's, he's talking got three about, games left. But but Hugh, he's talking about a date that's coming up, in which his players are being approached left and right. He's trying to fend off people from other schools, especially within this conference, poaching his kids. He's trying okay, to then, send a then, message to his fan base because he's given an opportunity to talk to the fan base three times a week. That hey, this is a pivotal time here in three weeks. We need to come up and pay these guys. To stay. That's you, what he said. There are so many better ways to say that. Well, how's he supposed to say okay, it to his family? Okay, okay, just off the off the the hip, but I would give more time. I'd give myself ten minutes to think about it if I was Jake Dicker. But what I would say is look, we are we are focused, hammered down to finish this season. And say now uh, and, and as I'm talking to our fans. We've got some important dates to come up. We need you to step up in yeah. the NIL world. That's just how the world has changed. Okay. And, and you say, but leave apart the, we're not even competitive and we're one tenth of Oregon State. That part right there doesn't need to be said. There's a way to implore your fans like, Hey, we've got some important issues coming in. It's a new landscape. We need your help in NIL without saying those words and that the players have to hear him and read about we're not even competitive and we're one-tenth of Oregon If the players are upset about uh, cold, hard truth and reality, then that's on them. This is a big boy world, and if they're too sensitive and they're going to get their panties in a bunch because their head coach came out and said we're not competing with Oregon State, then – then, then, so so then why it. don't you say that about the Mariners in the 54% so comment? It. Just say, oh, it's a big boy world. Who cares if the general manager comes out and says, well, we're only trying to win 54% of the games. Let's not be outraged about that either. Listen, that was poor PR by Jake Dickert. He had a, he, there was I a think you're looking at it. That. I think you're looking at it from the cut from the glasses of a, of a Husky fan. Unfortunately, no, I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I am. I am absolutely. You're, you're picking out not. a thing because it's your rival and you want to stick it. No, to no, no. Okay. That's that is not. I, I can understand the charge. But I'm just going to tell you flat out that's not true. If if 
if Jonathan Smith had said the same thing and he came out and he said, we're one-tenth of Washington State and one-twentieth of Arizona, I'd say that's terrible leadership. So if he said it, let me ask you, we got to go. If he said it, when if they were 6-2, and two, no problem with it? I think it's less of a problem. Yeah, it's more of a problem when you've lost. Because he talked straight. about it in the it's beginning like, of the year when they were undefeated. Do you, do, what do you think the message is to his players right now about trying to 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 pick yourself up? But just answer from, the question. When they were losses. when they what? were when they were good this year, and he said the same thing. Did you have a problem with it then? He didn't say the same thing. He said he said they are lagging behind nil. He said the same thing. Yeah, it's a lot different in the context of losing five straight. Okay. Yes, it is. All right, then there we go. So it just adds by on the wins and losses. Absolutely. Okay. Well, no, I'm just I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's binary. Well, it's either a okay comment or not. I'm just saying that it adds a lot more to the context when you've lost five straight. That is not the message he's telling his players. Or, or sure as hell, I mean, I can't even imagine. Hey, guys, we are. There's areas of 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 uh, substantial areas of this football enterprise that we are not even competitive with. What do you think the players read that as? Oh, okay. Well, we're just Washington State. We just can't compete. I think he's saying the players. He's talking about spending money to retain players. All right, we. I got. I understand, I, but he I, he said that we're not competitive. It, not competitive on, but not compet. Hugh, not competitive on the field. Competitive in the NIL marketplace. That's what he's saying. And you don't, you don't see how that could be interpreted as an excuse. Not, you don't not, see that at all. No, he's not saying that they're not competitive on the field. Listen, I, I think the timing of it's poor. Yes, we said that yesterday. Absolutely, right. we said that yesterday. All right, we got to right, go. Cash it. There, he, said, he said, "He said rock right. and roll." See, I told you he was going to say that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.